everybody, and welcome to another amazing episode of The Joy of Being, where I, your host, mum and effortless lifestyle coach, Rena Pearson, talk to transformational professionals, business owners and creatives about unplugging from the worries and stresses of life to light up with insight and joy. And today I'm super excited to be interviewing the incredible Philippe Bartu. Now, Philippe and I met about four years ago and we had an instant connection. And as a result, he came over to Spain for a few days and it was there that I really got to see how incredible he is at being so radically honest. Now, this is what I love about him and this is what makes him an amazing coach. And it's through his coaching that he works with entrepreneurs, executives, and athletes to help them lead a much more tranquil and peaceful life. In today's episode, we spoke of simplicity. We spoke of doing less to achieve more. We spoke about having insights. And we also spoke about his journey to the joy of being. Now, if you're going through a confusing time, if you're wanting to hear some radical honesty, then this is going to be a great episode for you. Welcome everybody to another amazing episode of The Joy of Being, where we can unplug and light up. And today I have the amazing Philippe Bartou. And well, I'd love to know a little bit more about what you're up to these days, actually, Philippe, because I know that we were going to, I can't remember, I think we were going to call it Keeping Life Simple, something like that. So... I'd love to explore this idea and, and truth of simplicity with you today. And of course, we'll probably go off on a tangent and come back, but simplicity, what does it mean to you? Well, I think there are different layers of simplicity. <laughs> Again, that's already sounding quite complicated. <laughs> there are different layers of simplicity. Simplicity to me is like, wow, your podcast is called The Joy of Being. And there's nothing more simple than experiencing the joy in the present moment. That's what we're all looking for. It doesn't seem like that. It seems like it's a lot more complicated. Just before speaking to you, I was on the phone with a, uh, with a client who has, for the last 24 hours, all she was doing is just thinking about how the relationship she has with her boss is not, well, it's just causing her a lot of like pain and distraction and she doesn't feel seen. And so in that moment, life didn't seem simple. In that moment, it felt to her like, well, all that, how can she go back to work tomorrow? Who does she need to be in order for her to feel like she's seen? And, and so she was going, thinking about how do I go to work and how can I, who do I need to be? How do I need to change my mindset? How can I be more compassionate and accepting? And all of a sudden, everything started to look really complicated. And through the conversation, it was just one thing that became really apparent. And, and, and at the end of the conversation, she said, you know, all I can say is one word, simplicity. But what she was really saying is that in that moment, what she got to see is she had a formula that was looking at life through the lenses of me, plus a better relationship with my boss or feeling like my boss sees and values my work will equals a happier me. But what she got to see is she was just putting, when she, when she felt that feeling of contraction, that feeling of sort of anger and, and resentment. Well, she thought that had something to do with her boss and that she, the only way that she could fix it was by 
changing her relationship with her boss. Life doesn't look simple when we see it from the understanding of, I need to fix things on the outside in order to be okay. It really doesn't. And what I have come to see and realize bit by bit, slowly by slowly every day is how simple it really is. And well, how it just looks like a, a complete illusion. And so that's just something I'd love to sort of explore a little bit more in our, in our conversation today, Marie. Yeah, I just got off an interview with Jenny Harlan Khan and we were talking about this very thing and talking about how it's such a simple truth. And it can be so trite, right, at times when somebody says, oh, it's just your thinking and that's what you're feeling. It's nothing more than that. But when you see that really insightfully for yourself, that's where it has impact. It's not whether you just know it in that someone tells you. It's whether you hear it for yourself. That's where you have the impact of this understanding. And that's when your life can change. Um, and it can change complete direction. Mm. So I'm really curious about the simplicity for you. Like, what have you seen? What's been your journey with it? Because mm-hmm. there's nothing like sharing a story. Sure. Well, I, there, there's something that I just want to pick on, something you said. It's like when you hear it for yourself. And that's, I think, at the end of the day, that, that's really a, a very important distinction. You hear it for yourself. You don't hear it for your ego. You don't hear it for the person that you think you are. You hear it for yourself. What happened just now in this conversation is when you asked me, what does simplicity mean? I noticed that I got into my head and then I started saying something like, well, simplicity, let me tell you about there. There are different layers of simplicity. And that wasn't me speaking. But my ability to just catch myself out and see that, well, that was very simple. So in life, I'm constantly going in and out of my intellect and my essence being able to see that has been hugely, hugely beneficial. And I tell you what, I'm like, I, I mean, I, I, can, I can tell you a lot, a lot of stories. In fact, what's just really relevant for me right now is I, um, I'm in a stage where I'm transitioning. Actually, uh, over one and a half years ago, I started a business with, uh, with Juan Jose Quesada. And we went into business together with a company called Simple. And it was amazing. We went on this amazing journey together. And it was, we were in flow and blah, blah, blah. And everything made sense. And, and it started getting a little uncomfortable for me because things be, were going too fast, too fast, too fast. And, and I just felt like we were kind of, I felt like I got to a point where I was doing too much. And every year there's something, like I give myself permission to just slow down for six weeks. And this year I, I took six weeks off and the whole month of January and a week off in December and February. And in those six weeks, I just, it was like, I just got to see how I didn't need to do so much. But what I really got to see is that as Juan and I, you know, came back, I got to see that it was like our time together has evolved. We're no longer, we're no longer on the same path. He has a certain direction he wants to go and, and, and I have another. And so it was like, oh, wow. And so we decided to separate and not so much as, I mean, in not so much in a dramatic way, it was more like we both just evolved in how we see things and how we want to grow. And for me, like I learned a ton working with Juan and Lorena as well. So it was like the three of us working together, but I've gotten to it. Now it feels like, it feels like it's time for me to, it's like I'm on a trapeze and I've got to let go and just kind of fly into nothing. And I know there's something to grab onto, but I can't see it quite right where I am from here right now. 
And so that's where I am. I'm in that space of nothing. And I'm also in that space of like, I have a white canvas. It's like, what do I really want to create? So I got to ask myself these questions and what came up was like, oh, wow. You know, actually what I would really love is to help people that are really stressed and to help them have more peace. And so that's the direction I'm going right now. I'm, I'm creating a program called Less Stress, More Peace. And, you know, I didn't know, and I still don't really know in what form and how it's going to come. And, and I'm creating a new website. And, it's, and just about a week ago, I dropped into that place of like, oh my God, I need to do all this. I need a website. I need new photos. And then what happened was, I got overwhelmed. I started saying, okay, I need to, I need to get a, a photographer. And so I, and I had like all these different photographers. I'm like, oh, who do I work with? There was someone who was available that Saturday and there was good weather on Saturday. I was like, all right, I chose out of what my intellect thought was the best thing to do. Well, it turned out that photographer didn't connect with me at all. And we, did, we had like a photo shoot. She took 300 photos, but wow. I think none, none, none of them, and out of those 300 photos, like none of them, it was one that kind of captured my essence. And, I just didn't feel like, you know, I didn't feel like we connected. I didn't feel like we got it. And, and I'm sharing this because there was a part of me that knew that wasn't the right thing, but I couldn't hear it because I was too busy listening to my stupid voice, like <laughs> telling me, you've got to have, you know, you, you, you've got to get your, get shit done, you know? So what's happened now is after seeing all those photos, I kind of felt really bummed out. I was like, oh, okay, well. That sucks. I'm going to have to do it all over again. And maybe I can use one or two. And I kind of put it aside. And then I didn't really have much thinking about it. And I was on my computer just looking for a photo. And I realized, well, actually, I've got a whole bunch of photos from a shoot I did last year that I can use that are great that I've never used before. And I realized I didn't actually even need to do a photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we like to complicate things, you know? <laughs> What does simplicity mean to you? I don't know. Actually, I don't know. And, and I, I guess if I was to give you an answer, it would just be totally made up right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, what just happened there, that's amazing. That's amazing, Marina. I love your answer. Because <laughs> you got to see that the answer you were going to give was coming from a place that probably wasn't very helpful. <laughs> You got to see and you just answered from, a, from such a, an authentic place. And I think that in a way that beautifully answers the question. <laughs> totally. Because like, what does it mean? Well, I don't know. You don't know. And maybe that's the best possible answer is knowing that you don't know and freeing yourself from everything that you think you know. Yeah. Because I'm constantly being surprised by things I thought I knew and then realizing I didn't know that. I didn't know at all. Like, um... When I met my partner, it was very funny because this is kind of an example of that. I was just looking for a good time. I wasn't looking for anything serious at all, like totally not serious. Swipe right. That's what happened. I swiped right <laughs> on Tinder. We started chatting and I just got this really good vibe. And I was like, well, actually, let me, I could, I could really do with being serviced. So let's just go for dinner and see what happens. So we met up and I was, and I, you know, I thought I knew like in the sense of like, I just want to have a good time with this person and that's it. But it turns out it was, it's turned into more than that. And I never knew that. I just didn't know. I didn't know that that was going to be the case. But with that, so many other things have happened. 
like going to Bali and thinking I was going to Bali to run retreats for women and finding out that I was actually there to have a baby because we got pregnant so quickly. You know, coming to Spain, thinking I was coming here to spend my life with my ex-partner. Well, no, not at all. And so we kind of project what we think into the future about why we think we're doing something, but we don't know. We have no idea. Like this podcast, I had no idea. I had no idea this is going to become into being in January. No idea at all. I just knew the direction I was going because I wasn't really going in any direction at the time. I was kind of feeling very stuck. But how I was doing things wasn't working for me anymore. And I, had, I, I basically had to so really stopped to reflect on that because it was like, what the hell am I doing with my time? And what I realized what I was doing with my time was creating loads of expectations for myself about how I thought the business should be and what it should look like and how I should be doing X, Y, and Z and the formula to get clients and all that. And I was just like, no, enough. This just isn't working. And so I just stopped. And that's when I heard, oh, have conversations, not clients. And that's when the podcast idea came along. And I don't know where it's going. All I know is, is that I wanted to do this and that's enough. I don't need to work out. I don't need to figure out. I just don't need to. It just doesn't feel it. I'm just enjoying it. I'm just really, 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 really enjoying it. I just want to say how wonderful it is to see you like this. That's life, isn't it? Like the way that you bounce back and the way that you're here doing this podcast, there's, um, I don't know. I just, I just think it's wonderful. Well, thanks, Philippe. (laughs) (laughs) So what are we supposed to talk about? Simplicity. Uh, Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, isn't Marina a wonderful podcast? (laughs) So I just want to acknowledge your bravery to also kind of take a step back. I think, we can often do things because we feel obligated to do them. And because we've been doing them for so long, we just think that that's how it, things are done. What I really heard in what you were saying was, is that there was something that, that wasn't quite right for you. Mm-hmm. You, gave your permission, you gave yourself permission to just go, actually, hang on a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's just, let's just take some time out here and just reevaluate. Because it feels to me that like you and I both did that, not necessarily at the same time, but certainly like, hang on, hang on, hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because often we can get so, like this is how it's done and this is how what we're doing and years go by and you don't really question it, right? You just keep on doing it, keep on doing it until, until suddenly you're like, oh my God, I haven't been wanting to do this for years. Mm-hmm. But what I love about what you were saying was that you actually recognized it and then were like actually I'm going to take action on this rather than Mm -hmm. feeling like I need to carry on because I don't want to piss him off or because I've said I'm I feel obligated to for some sort of reason to just go along with how things are the status Mm -hmm. quo and not rumble it well maybe I just have a much higher failure rate of not listening than other people (laughs) so (laughs) maybe i have that in my service i think the amount of times that i try to push through and forcefully you know ignore the feeling and and not totally not have the courage to slow down when it was time to slow down and and you know feel my body just kind of collapse as a as a result 
it's gotten to to a point where it's like, yeah, that just makes sense. Like it says to you, you know, you know, I want to acknowledge your bravery. And to me, it didn't really feel like there was much bravery needed. In fact, it feels like bravery was built in as wisdom in the system. Hmm. And it felt more like stupidity would be appropriate if I had not done it. It would have been more of a, like I would have been, it felt to me like it's more either, are you, are you stupid or, or are you ordinary? And actually maybe what it was was just ordinary. Like I've often chose stupid and that hasn't worked out for me very well. <laughs> and what I'm saying by that is like, well, there's something so ordinary and slowing down seeing things clearly and not getting caught up with all all the things you think you need to do like it, it it's it seems that as human beings that it's um, we are in at our best when we're in that state and when i say ordinary it's like well that's that's our ordinary state when we're not in that state we're not really living we're not experiencing the joy of being we're experiencing the joy of doing I say joy because there's like, there's a lot of joy in getting stuff done and ticking off your to-do list and feeling like you're moving forward and feeling like you're productive and feeling like you've bought into the illusion that you're doing a good job. And now your ego feels really satisfied because of all the things you're doing and you're feeling like, yes, you know, great. I've got this. I've got, you know, here we go. Now I've got a radio show. Great. And now I'm going to do another retreat. Great, great, great. And it starts to look really good on paper but it starts to feel awkwardly uncomfortable inside. And that's the point where it was time for me to, to hit the brakes. And I just saw it so clearly. And I just, I stopped the radio show. I stopped. I just slowed down. I hear that. You know, I used to work 60 hour weeks work. I mean, get up, do, uh, stick, you know, rush into London, come out. And, you know, it, it kind of, as I'm sharing this with you, I, the image of my mother came up and I realized just now that actually I was just mimicking what she did, exactly what she did. Like she would get up at five o'clock in the morning to make jumpers, to go and sell them at fairs. And she was very gifted and go to bed at 12 o'clock at night, get up the next day. I mean, she was killing herself. She didn't need to. She thought she did, but she didn't need to. And um, it's been so ingrained in me that that's how you get results is to work hard, is to work hard and put the hours in and you slog your guts out and at the detriment to everything else and even your health. And so last year I had some health complications and I stopped and thought, and you know, it's crazy. It was like, oh, I'll get to that when I finish my work. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just like, oh, the distraction hasn't been looking after myself. The distraction has been this thing I call work. So because what's more important than looking after your health? What's more important than looking after yourself? You can't have a quality of life if you're not. Mm-hmm. So I then went on a bit of a health journey and my God, like it's been absolutely profound and, and so life-changing for me. So I then exp- I've been experimenting with not doing work. I've been experimenting with feeling the discomfort of not going to my computer at 10 o'clock in the morning and going, right, I'm at work now. And instead I go for a walk or 
you know, I make some really yummy food. And, I, and the thought kind of crossed my mind today is, you know, I think that by working, I'll make more money. But actually what I realized is when I'm doing things I love, like cooking and looking after myself and those that I care for and give myself time to do that, I'm, I'm saving money, which effectively means I'm making it. I don't go buy convenience food and I'm organized with my mm -hmm. time around that too. Yeah, Marina, I think that's a nice concept. <laughs> it's an insight I had actually. You, you know, I, I think what I'm hearing is that the answer is to give yourself permission to slow down and do less. Yeah, in yeah. a nutshell. Yeah, and I think that the way I see it, there's definitely truth in what you're saying and I know that that's helped, and that's certainly helped me a lot. But I, I think what I wasn't seeing, like it was, it was kind of obvious to me that I had to slow down and do less and that I'd be less stressed and get less and get, you know, take less on. Like that made sense to me. Now that, but there's something that was invisible to me that was really revealing. And, and it was like, when I got to see that the problem isn't that I'm working hard or the problem isn't that I'm doing too much. The problem is the feeling I'm in during the time that I'm working. In any moment when I'm working on something, I'm either feeling contracted or expansive. If I'm feeling expansive, like I can put in 16 hours a day and I don't need to reduce my work hours. I don't need to go for walks. I don't need to, like if I'm feeling expansive, it's like I am in my creative best. I'm in flow and things are coming through me. It's not hard work. It's effortless hard work. It's like I'm working for long hours, but it's all of a sudden four hours just went by and I don't even know what happened. That wasn't my experience. Before, when I was working, it was always, I always felt like beneath everything, there was a, like a, a baseline of stress and pressure. And it was that baseline of stress and pressure that was pushing me to get to somewhere. Yeah, and I guess that's a great distinction in that when I, call, when I was working those 60-hour uh, weeks, they, there was definitely that, that baseline pressure. And, and I guess hard work for me would be what you've described. It's not necessarily hours you put in. It's, it's your experience of the hours that you put in. Yes. I don't need to give myself space and time in my schedule. I just need to pay attention to one thing. Am I feeling contraction or am I feeling expansion? And calibrate from there. Yeah. And then, the, yeah, I guess. But I can even feel <laughs> like there have been times I, I have um, an amazing massa who I go to her twice a month, which is a new thing for me because I never used to sort of have that. And I love it because she's just incredible. And... I've noticed because I, I drive there, it takes me about 40 minutes to get to, to where she is. She's, she's worth it. And what's been interesting was how I used to go there, which is park, I've got to get there. And uh, <laughs> oh my God, I'm taking so much time out of my day to go and have a massage. <sighs> mm -hmm. To, oh, what podcast can I listen to on the way there? Mm. Oh, that was a beautiful insight I had, you know, while I was listening to that podcast. Oh, that was worth doing. So almost like the space is there. I want to do this. Let me enjoy it. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
That's let me just, beautiful. Yeah. Let me just bloody enjoy the space I'm creating for myself as opposed to giving myself such a bloody hard time about the fact that I've created the space. Yeah, and as a mama, that, that's, that's been really, really, really cool to see too because I wouldn't give myself permission to spend time with my son. Um, he'd get back from school and I'd be like, oh, I've got just one more thing to do. And I'm like, no, that's... And, and it's shifted recently where I can just really enjoy being with him and enjoy being a mum. And times when, you know, as you said, you contract, but I was very, I had a lot of addictive thinking around work and what it meant. Yeah. So I had to stop. Or at least that's what made sense to me. Yeah. There's something you said about saying no and things you were saying no to. So when I came back here from India, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, I'm back. Now I need, I had, I was off for six weeks. Gosh, now I need to get back. So much I need to do. And then there was also the social side. Like, oh, I haven't seen all these people. And I want to, you know, catch up with friends. And and next thing I knew it, my schedule was slammed with social agendas, with work, with, and I was like, oh, this feels a little full. And I felt that feeling of contraction. And to me, it was like, oh, okay, well, well, there's information in that feeling of contraction. Oh, okay. And to me, it was that I could either, well, I could either just realize that, that maybe I'd put a little bit too much in my schedule, or I could just realize or just ask myself, do I, do I really want to do all this? And I said, yes, I do, but I don't necessarily want to do it all in the next seven days. <laughs> <laughs> And I managed to, 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 to actually kind of like spiritually bypass my way out of it. So it was, it was really sneaky because I got to tell myself, the problem isn't that you have too much on your agenda. The problem is just that you're not dropping into the present moment because in the present moment, there's nothing more than you need. And you have the capacity to be present and do everything you need to do this week. So I, I, it was a good story. I, uh, I bought into it. I was like, okay, well, that, that story didn't turn out, didn't work out very well for me. What happened is I ended up on the second day, I was, we were having a dinner and I had a thought that went, you're not enjoying yourself. And it was true. I wasn't. I was, I just didn't want to be in conversation. I just felt like I just wanted to have some space, some time alone. And, you know, three days later, I, I had canceled appointments that I had made. I had rescheduled appointments. I had freed up as much space as I could in my agenda. Yet I had failed so, so, so many times and I keep failing and I'll keep failing, you know, over and over again. And I think it's a constant play of getting lost in the world and finding and coming back home, getting lost and finding yourself again. When you say finding yourself again, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. But for those listening, they may not be like yourself. Well, I'm always with myself. Yeah, sure. That's a good question. Well, what I find is at some point in everyone's life and the people I've spoken to, everyone's had these moments where they just feel like their thinking has dissolved. They just feel like a sense of just peace and, and clarity and connection. And in those moments, we are our true self in those moments there's no place to get to. There's, there's nothing to do. There's just a, there's a gentleness. There's a, and 
And so when I say coming home, it's, it's really a feeling of being in that place, in that beautiful place. Yeah, like, it's funny, I was, I was sharing that with, with Jenny earlier on in that, like the feeling I'm in right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And for the people that are listening, and if you're feeling that right now, well, that's the best way to answer the question is feel it for yourself. Mm. Like, all we can do is, is kind of point to something that's within everyone. But if you're feeling that peace right now is, as you're listening to this conversation, well, that's, that's coming home. That's, that's the truth. That's, that's what we're all looking for. I'm so glad we're not on radio time. They call us bedtime. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be allowed, right? Um, everyone listening is like, yeah, did, did it go dead? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I was just staring out and um, looking at the clouds and, and seeing a man walk out of his front door and thinking... I've actually got nothing to say. So mm-hmm. why, fill, why fill the space when there's nothing to say? Aside from the fact that it's radio time. <laughs> <laughs> but how often do we do that, right? How often do we see a space and we fill it? Yeah. Because we think it makes us feel uncomfortable to see that space or to have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good catch. That's so true. Yeah. I used to feel really uncomfortable with silences, like, and it's so funny now because I, I have, you know, I, I have a chat with someone on the phone or whatever, mine, or and they can't see me, and so there's silence on the other end of the phone, and they're like, "Are you still there?" <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happens to me all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Yes, I'm here. Keep going. <laughs> but it occurs to me that that for the most part, when we have conversation that we're just wanting to share something and then thinking about the next thing to share or not really listening right. to the person. Totally. And that's um, what I found as well is what I love about how this podcast is going is there are a lot of stories, you know, that I could have prepared and a lot of more impressive, life-changing stories that I could have shared with you, you know? <laughs> it felt to me like this was really, really natural when it felt like you've just done a, done a great job to create a space for that. And I think we need, we need more podcasts where where people can, can have that, that freedom to just be and not feel like they need to perform and they need to have the right words and the right things to say. And they, you know, we can just show up, hang out and speak to what we see in the moment. I love that. You know what came to mind when you were saying that? I had this image of someone coming up to me going, how, what are the steps you take to make, you know, to create that space? You know, like, how mm-hmm. do you do it? <laughs> How do you do those silences? Was that pro, you know, was that, was that? <sighs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I think preparation, there's a use for it, right? There's like preparation for the mic, for me to turn on my computer and just to ask you to, for certain things beforehand. But then when it comes to actually having a conversation with someone in real life, we don't know where the conversation is going to go. Imagine if every conversation you had with anybody ever, you kind of had to prepare it. Yeah. <laughs> what a nightmare. That's funny. I was, I was speaking to an improv teacher who was saying that a lot of people come up to him and say, I don't know how to do improv. Like, how can I do it? How can I just go on stage and improvise? 
And he says, well, have you ever had a conversation with someone? <laughs> have you ever prepared for that conversation? You're improvising every day. And it's somehow when you're on stage, it seems like there's a difference, right? <laughs> but I just, I, just, I just love the simplicity of his answer. That was just like, yeah. I remember when I was doing workshops back in London and, you know, the first time I did one, I had all my notes, like time, you know, this is what, what's going to happen at this point. This is what's going to happen at this point. This is what's going to happen at this point. And by the end of the workshop, there were moments where I would get into my head about the timing of it. Right. So it's like, Oh, we're running up like 10 minutes late. Um, and then I looked at what happened and what actually, what the notes said and then what actually did happen. And they, they looked nothing alike. And I realized, oh, that's what happens in life, we, where we have this idea of how things are going to pan out. And then actually what actually happens doesn't mm. pan out like we thought it would. And so over time, I just let go of needing to put in where the breaks needed to happen because they just seem to just happen by themselves. And what I realized was is I was so stuck to the plan that I wasn't being present. It was so like my head would go, oh, the plan, the plan. Are we on time? <laughs> As opposed to being here right now and listening to when the breaks needed to happen based on what was going on in the room. When I hear that, I'm reminded of a conversation we had about a year and a half ago. I hope it wasn't dirty. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was like, <laughs> you know, no, I got really insecure after that conversation. You get insecure? What? I got really insecure after talking to you. Yes. I was looking for... Um, so here's, here's the conversation. You'll, you'll, you'll probably remember this. Oh, God. You remember conversation? <laughs> oh, my God. You didn't think it's going to come out now, huh? Oh. You're like a woman. I do remember that time. So we were having a chat, and you said to me, Philip, I've discovered something amazing and it's going to rechange my business. And this is the thing. And this is the deal. And I think you should get this. And it's going to, it's going to change everything for you. And it's called Strategy on a Page. I remember. And I was like, oh, wow. And I was like, that's cool, cool. And then so I was like, and then you sent it to me. And you were really talking about how amazing it was. And you're doing the full training. And you said, you know, Philip, no one's going to pay you for a good feeling. And I thought, she's Did I right. say that? Did I yeah. say, oh, wow. Yeah. I, I, remember, I remember those words. No one's going to pay you for a good feeling. And it was, and I was like, that's why I'm struggling as a coach. I don't have a strategy on a page thing. And so, you know, I jumped. So I was like, okay, this is what I need. It was strategy on a page. And so I, I, I jumped on a call with one of the guys who's, and I notice all my insecurity go away. And I notice that the person I'm speaking to is way more insecure than I am right now. And I'm noticing that he's selling strategy on a page because he's looking for something to grab onto because without a plan, he feels like void, lost, scared. And in that moment, I was like, I think I can help this person. And it was like a complete shift. And you know how you say how things don't really kind of pave out the way you expect it to? Well, I set up a call for him to help me with strategy on a page as a business tool for myself and, and, and my clients. Well, I ended up spending a day with him. I flew to London. I ended up spending a day with him and we just hung out and we just got to explore the nothingness and how there is no need for strategy and how, and what I got to see there was strategy 
in the way I was understanding it was very much ego-based, goal-driven. This is sort of what I need to control in my life to get to. And, and it's, a compelling, it's a compelling story that I needed that. And so, you know, thank you for throwing me off, off guard, for making me feel like I needed something outside to, to help me feel more secure. Thank you for, you know, helping me fail again and, and get back up. So, so, no, that's really what happened, you know. It was very revealing to see how someone who I had put on a pedestal, this, this, this is the guy who's like running these big events, strategy on a page, speaking to hundreds of leaders and how, well, he's human like I'm human. Well, he has insecurities like I have insecurities and we're all trying our best. And it just got me to see how we're all just human, looking after each other. But what we're really looking for is finding our way back home. Well, first, I want to apologize <laughs> <laughs> for telling you that big fat lie. Uh, and secondly, yeah, it was interesting. I had a conversation with Derry, who will be one of people I'll be interviewing. And he said to me, Marina, did you ever realize that strategy on a page was just for those that needed it in that moment? They're like training wheels, but you don't need it. And I was, what do you mean? He goes, you're off the page. <laughs> <laughs> You're off the page. <laughs> oh, that's so, so good. funny. <laughs> it was so funny because I suddenly saw it and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All we need to do is, is, is just listen more. <laughs> what I'd even do, just I found that if I give myself the time to listen and the space to listen, like rather than filling my day, all I want to do now is when I get off this podcast is just go and sit in the sun for a bit and then go and make some soup. That for me is giving space. But I could sit here and say to you, I've got five more podcasts recording I'm going to be doing. And you could equally be doing that in the same space. True. But at the same time, I'm also recognizing that a break is also wise. Like I've done back-to-back workshops where I was just full on, full on. And by the end of the day, and, and I know it's like my energy levels, I could feel them. Mm-hmm. So there is something to be said for thinking, but we also live in a physical body. Yeah. Actually, I feel like a nap. Well, it's um, almost yesterday time in Spain. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> it's perfect. And no wonder you schedule these calls at this time of day. <laughs> It was also interesting doing your scheduling. Um, schedule your call with Marina at one o'clock or one o'clock or one o'clock. And if that doesn't suit you, we'll try one o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, one o'clock just suits me fine. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my yeah. allocation slots are limited. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like, God, Marina, she must be really busy. She's only got that one slot in the day. I actually only have a couple of slots a day where I just entertain people. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not busy at all. Amazing. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Well, I am curious, and I guess this is a question I love to ask people, so I will ask and I'm going to ask right now is, what are you giving yourself permission to do more of these days? If anything. Well, the first thing that came is lightness, fun, laughter. Don't take myself so damn seriously. 
You know, I think that for me was uh, such a freeing, a beautiful, relieving thing to do, just to be silly and not have all my shit together and, and just be me and playful and unserious. So I think, um, yeah, giving myself permission to not care so much, not care about how I'm looking, what, you know, trying to be something or go somewhere and just, I love what you say. I'm just going to have my soup and, and enjoy. And it was like giving myself permission to have pleasure. So to really, you know, to experience more pleasure. And it was something that I also spiritually bypassed because I was like, well, ice cream, that's so outside. I don't need ice cream. Well, hell no, I don't need ice cream, but it's nice to have an ice cream and from time to time, you know? So it's like, I have a beautiful um, new relationship that I also met through Tinder, actually, coincidentally. Swipe right. <laughs> and it, what I love about Christina is she's amazing at helping me see the beauty in slowing down and not doing just kind of like the way you describe your partner, Marina. So I think we're very lucky to have partners that aren't pushing us to, to do more and be more. And, and she really helps me to, you know, she'll tickle me and say, hey, you're a little serious this morning. What's going on? You know, and it's just... It's, and, sleep's over. <laughs> we're living together. Oh my God, you are? Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's the way I roll. I'm, you know, two weeks we move in together. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I sound so surprised because I'm living with my partner as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think I, that, you know... Permission to not take myself so damn seriously, yeah. Awesome. Well, I have enjoyed this so much, Philippe. If our listeners are wanting to contact you, how can they do so? Well, my website is in transition at the moment, <laughs> but I'll give it to you. It's philipbartu.com, so it's my, my name. Right now, I look like a dentist selling sort of <laughs> dental gear. and, <laughs> and I, looked at, I hadn't been on my website for a while and it's interesting just to see how how i've transitioned and so maybe by the time this this podcast gets released the website will reflect a bit more of the work that i do today which is free help people to free themselves from stress and, and live with more peace and, and well-being so that's my website philipbartu.com amazing well thank you philippe for coming on the show today and for giving us both the opportunity to laugh and share and generally get up to a little bit of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on the show again, Marina. And I, I hope that uh, we'll speak again before the next podcast. Oh, we will. We will, <laughs> definitely. Bye-bye for now. Okay, bye-bye. And there you have it. Another wonderful episode of The Joy of Being. If you loved what you heard here today and it's been helpful, why not subscribe or share the podcast with others? And if you're curious as to how you can experience more joy in your life and feel carefree, then I invite you to download your Joy Catalyst Scorecard at www.marinapearson.com scorecard, which will help you identify the joy gaps and what you can do to fill them. So until next week's episode, remember... You are the joy you seek.